With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day, another NFL lawsuit, another writer, reporter, that is crabby this time, Jerry Jones and Pegula, the owner of the Bills, are involved. Jim Trotter's angry because of comments made to him. We'll get into that. Armando joins. Pat Fallon, the representative, joins. We've got lots to get to as don't at me. Starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not even messing around. Jim Trotter is suing NFL owners. Jim Trotter got fired by the NFL Network. NFL Network is saying that it is cost-cutting. But, of course, you know what Jim Trotter is doing now. He is saying it was racially motivated because Jim Trotter is a serious man with serious allegations. Look, here's the deal. Jim Trotter is saying that a couple owners in the NFL, one of whom is Jerry Jones, said this, said if blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire. This, according to Trotter, was Jerry Jones's statement when Jerry Jones was asked about the lack of diversity in his decision-making. Now, here's the stupid part of this, okay? Now, if Jerry Jones made that comment, you know, to an African-American reporter, to anybody, it's not the smartest thing. But here's the deal. The question that was asked of Jones was, why don't you draft more players from historically black colleges? Is it because you don't have black scouts in, in your organization? Let me explain something to you, Jim Trotter at all. NFL players come from a lot of different places. NFL players come from everywhere. And if you think maybe, just maybe, just maybe, the NFL doesn't draft from historically black colleges because, well, players are at historically black colleges and not Alabama for a reason. Maybe they're not good enough, but that couldn't be it because, well, what we want is we want everybody the same. Well, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not the way it happens. It's just simply not the way it happens. Like, that's what I would have said. I would have said, hey, man, the NFL gets players from everywhere. Hell, my man Grigson here. No, I think it may have been uh, the other guy, Ballard, signed a rugby player. We got people from everywhere. But, of course, Jim Trotter's mad about that. So he's asked a racially charged question, and then he gets upset when he gets a racially charged answer. Explain that to me, will you, please? I mean, you ask a racially charged question. Why does everybody have to tiptoe around these things? Why does everybody... You're going to ask me a question that is racially motivated, racially charged. I give you an answer that's racially motivated, racially charged. Jones was stupid. He should have said, look, if any player doesn't like how we go about our business, then you can buy your own team. 
but just putting the word in black makes this a racially charged thing, and he's right. But if you just put, if players feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire. That's worthy of a lawsuit? That right there? Now, the lawsuit is Trotter says he had all this information and wanted to go with it towards Goodell and towards the NFL, but he was stymied and then subsequently fired because he had all this great information. Look, if you're going to, I, I judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Jerry Jones in this climate was stupid. But Jerry Jones, I don't even know if he said it because I never believe a reporter, and it doesn't matter if it's Jim Trotter or Greg Doyle. Who's believing these clowns? Now, Terry Pegula allegedly made racist comments. Now, this comment is just stupid. This is just stupid. But I got to tell you, why is this worthy of a lawsuit? Why is this worthy uh, of, you know what, a lawsuit? You ask a racially charged question. If black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is. That, ladies and gentlemen, should get that guy out of the NFL. That's stupid. I don't get offended by much, but if you said to people of Serbia, uh, A, or Poland, hey, you should go back to Poland. I mean, that's just dumb. Now, you see the statement attributed to me and Mr. Trotter's complaint is absolutely false. I'm horrified that anyone would connect me to an allegation of this kind. Racism has no place in our society. I'm disgusted that my name is associated with this complaint. Again, who the hell do you believe? Rich white dudes have been lying forever. Reporters have been lying forever. But is this worthy of a lawsuit? I mean, we get so bent out of shape about what people said. Now, I don't blame Trotter on a personal level for being upset by this, but I got to tell you, I, I, I don't know. Is this a lawsuit? I don't know. But it is amazing. Clay said it, and I agree. Everybody starts filing lawsuits after they stop making crash, after they stop making money. There was no lawsuit here while he was being squelched by the NFL, all of a sudden now there is, I don't believe any of these folks, but I will say this. If you're going to ask racially charged questions and they get sensitive about the answer, not this one. If this guy said this and he's a stone idiot and he's going to have a serious problem, I believe with NFL management, but Jerry Jones's comment, look, he was just dumb. He should have put all players because it's true. If players don't like how it's going, own a team. I own the team. This is how it's going. Or even smarter would be if players don't like how it's going, do yourself a favor, complain to the players' union. Don't be bitching to me. Man, I got to tell you, though, you know it's coming. You know lawsuits are always coming. White dude, you better dance around everything. You better. You absolutely better. I don't care if you're talking to a black reporter, a white reporter, a Hispanic reporter. You better dance around everything. Another day, another lawsuit, another allegation of racism. It's just the world that we live in. It is. I got to tell you, man. Oh, man, if you actually said that, if you were that Pegula guy, you got a problem. That's just stupid. Stupid even think if you must know the truth. It is. It's just, at what point do we lose the, hey, go back to? Like, at what point? Hey, look, players, you don't like, then hire your own people, buy your own team. 
It doesn't mean it's black or white. <laughs> sure, that's all right. Hey, look, players, you don't like it? Buy your own team. You can do whatever the hell you want. You can hire whoever you want. I'm cool with that. But the whole go back to thing is just stupid. Hey, Dan, why don't you go back to Indiana? You suck. Yes, I know. I suck. Hey, Dan, go back to ESPN. Hey, Dan, go back under Clay's blanket. The whole go back thing is stupid. I mean, I get when you're 10 years old, right? But don't be an idiot. Uh, Kevin McCarthy announces formal impeachment hearing inquiry into Joe Biden. Interesting. Very, very interesting, as they used to say on Rowan and Martin's Laughing. We're going to have an interesting conversation today. We're going to talk to a man that I'm really looking forward to talking to. He is a congressman. His name is Pat Fallon. He's from Texas, which means he's got some of these. He's got some gravitas. All right, let's hear from Kevin McCarthy. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions, dinners, resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his son's and his son's business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shell companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners. Hey, we'll see what happens here with this. And I'm really anxious to talk to Pat Fallon to see what he thinks, because Senator Young here from the great state of Indiana says there's some smoke there, but I don't know that there's much fire. Interesting. He's a Republican. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I've had enough of Biden. It's the first president in my lifetime, as you know, that pretty much infuriates me. It does. It does. Um, Dan Dockett's breaking news will not be starring in place of Tom Cruise in the next Mission Impossible movie. I know that's stunning. Mission Impossible doesn't want to deal with the distraction of all of this. My political views, my show on OutKick, they don't want to deal with the distraction. That absurdity, that absurdity is literally the same as this absurdity from Robert Griffin. Let's hear from the dumb one. Talk about free agent quarterbacks. Yeah. There's a reason that certain guys aren't in the league. It's because they're uninspired. But Foxy knows this. Some of these guys like Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, myself, it's not that we can't play the game anymore. It's that we're a big distraction if you bring us in. I had a GM tell me this offseason, hey, man, I know you can still play. You look like you can still play. But if we bring you in, it's going to be a distraction for our starting quarterback. So now that your starter 
and Aaron Rodgers is out, you can potentially go and grab some of those guys. Whoop, boom. Yeah, okay, RG3. You couldn't play when you could play. Yeah, one good year, and then you went downhill. I love how Griffin puts that in there. Colin Kaepernick has not played since 2016. But yet, they want Colin Kaepernick to play. By the way, didn't everybody, like Robert Griffin and others, support Colin Kaepernick when he compared the NFL to slavery? Didn't all these guys say, yeah, slavery, yeah? I don't know if too many slaves wanted to go back into slavery. Maybe they did. I don't know. But Robert Griffin III, and I love the way he threw himself in there. Like he could play when he could play. Couldn't play. He's a clown. I mean, I literally was next to him in a suite in Indianapolis when Baylor won the National Basketball Championship. He had his own jersey on, basketball jersey, and was acting like such a jag that even Chip, of Chip and Joanna and the guys that were in the suite with, didn't he want to be around him? Even his wife was like, man, you're an idiot. I'm watching this going, holy hell. And then I gassed. I did. <laughs> I remember that day. <laughs> so Robert Griffin thinks that Colin Kaepernick should be signed or him. Well, same thing with Tim Tebow, if you want the truth. Nobody was going to sign Tim Tebow because of the distraction of religion. Man, I absolutely love it. I do. Nick Mangold, who I really like, ex-Jet Center, he said the exact opposite. He said that a team that would sign Colin... I can't even believe we're having this conversation. If Colin Kaepernick were white, nobody would care. Colin Kaepernick can't go get signed, then he loses his martyr status. But here's Nick Mangold. as someone who hasn't played a snap in the NFL in seven years as well. This is the dumbest thing I've seen. Hashtag seems dumb. There's a quarterback right there, Jersey. Took team to the Super Bowl NFC Championship. Right with Kaepernick. At this point, Colin Kaepernick has become a joke, and Jamel Hill will always be a joke. Nick Mangold may be a hero. Nick Mangold is wise. Nick Mangold is unafraid. You know, that's the beauty. We're starting to come out of this abyss where no when the white dudes can't say nothing. You know, before we all had to say silent or else we'd get canceled by somebody at USA Today or Gannett. Yeah, screw that. The idea of Colin Kaepernick playing in the NFL is literally as absurd as me replacing Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible sequels. Look, I did star as the innkeeper in the, uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow uh, with Ichabod Crane. Mike Walsh got to be Ichabod Crane and kiss Sue Graham. I had to be the innkeeper. Do tell. I had not heard. Do you mean? Those were my three lines, and I got to tell you, in sixth grade, I nailed it. Anyway, Keith Overman, he of the lonely dog-cat existence, used to be a star. People used to like him. He was never my cup of tea, but hey, what are you going to do? Keith Oberman is uh, taking laps, doing sprints, being very happy because, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. You can read it there. <sighs> the doc, Aaron Rodgers injury, Liz Frank foot injury, ankle sprain, or possibly even McKillie. Same, same mechanism to J.K. Dobbins injury Sunday. Another hashtag, sudden Liz Frank 
due to failure to vaccinate. Good for Keith Olbermann. I will say this about Keith Olbermann. I will say this. Keith Olbermann gives me content. And anybody that gives me content is okay by me. He's not to be taken seriously. He's never been taken seriously. He's always been a buffoon. But now he's an angry buffoon. And I like that as, oh well, a lot. Uh, Keith Olbermann defined any, not the way any of us wanted to go. But we know the commitment you made to this team, talking about Aaron Rodgers, define any. Keith, he's mad. And you know what? Good for him. See, live by this. When guys like Olbermann don't like what you're doing, that means you are doing it right. When angry cat guy or angry dog guy doesn't like what you're doing, God bless him. I'm a big Keith Olbermann fan because he gives me content. Last night, I was texting with uh, Pat McAfee. I had sent Pat McAfee something. I had sent Pat McAfee something that we did on OutKick. Well, here's why. Dan Levitard, Fat Dan as we refer to him, said ESPN wouldn't have my politics after seeing the similarities to in his show to McAfee's gig. Fat Dan said, God, I do admire his story. Bet on himself, did it his way, and now cashes all the king's riches. But, but, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN chose that over Bomani and me and Sarah. Whatever it is we were doing that doesn't fit with the politics or whatever McAfee's doing, which is not going to go near Trump and is going to rah-rah the hell out of football all season. Well, sure, that's interesting. That's fascinating. I text McAfee this from OutKick. This is from OutKick. Listen to this. Levitard and Pat McAfee both stream their shows on YouTube. Here are the numbers. Monday, Levitard's show drew 38,000 views. McAfee drew 485,000 views. McAfee's high is 1.6 million. I got to tell you, my high is 2.4 million in a video clip with Leah Thomas. That's right. Fastest growing morning show on YouTube. Lebitard's high is 112,000. How about that? You want to know why they didn't keep the slob that sold her boobs on on, uh, the internet? Sarah Spain also wrote a song called I Wanna F Steve Bartman. Uh, she does not even register, so she's out. Bomani Jones has failed at three different shows, two different, three different shows on ESPN and one on HBO. And Levitard, as soon as his daddy, John Skipper, got caught doing whatever John Skipper, the head of ESPN, got caught doing and had to resign, he was done because his show stunk. Affiliates didn't want it. Nobody wanted him as a lead-in. I came after Levitard on the local radio station here, and he was the worst lead-in we ever had. Money talks, BS walks, Levitard, I got two words for you. As when I used to deal Texas Hold'em to my nieces and nephews and my kids and somebody screwed up, we'd say, whoa, see ya. Get out of here, Levitard. Hey, you know we love Bruce Pearl. You know we do. Bruce Pearl, the coach of Auburn basketball, 
I love Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl is not afraid to speak up. Bruce Pearl is Jewish. Bruce Pearl defends the or goes at the anti-Semitism in this country like nobody else. Bruce Pearl is at a position in his life where he just don't care. He's won enough. He's respected enough. He's conscientious enough so he can talk on the worldview. This is Bruce Pearl. The moral got even more dangerous by another pathetic, weak U.S. foreign policy decision. Rather than giving Iran $6 billion, I would give them six days. Take another hostage, and you get six hours. We just made Iran's terrorist regime stronger. Free their people. Know your opponent. Boy, he's right about that. On 9-11, just the most ridiculous stuff going on in this country, Joe Biden made a deal with Iran. Gave him $6 billion of our tax money. Now, let me ask you, those of you that are my age, is there any part of you that ever, ever thought we would be giving free money to Iran to the tune of $6 billion? I love Bruce Pearl. I love Bruce Pearl. Pays ransom to a terrorist organization. And there are still some people, ladies and gentlemen, still some people that are going to vote for this guy and defend this guy. It's the saddest chapter in American history. Uh, Jake Paul believes America is failing, implores followers to vote in the 2024 election. We need someone great. We do. We need someone great. I'm not mad at Jake Paul. See, the NBA and NFL, they want you to vote for these clowns in office. They want you to vote for Kamala Harris. They want you to vote for Big Mike, a.k.a. Michelle Obama. I just love saying Big Mike. I'm sorry. They want you to vote for Joe Biden. No, I'm with this clown. Vote for someone great. You know, Dockett should really run. If I ran, I think they'd have to throw me in jail. I do. Because I would do stuff. And my opponents wouldn't like it. And next thing you know, it'd be crazy. But I don't see anyone great out there. I really like Ramaswamy. I got no problem with Ramaswamy. Look, this time, if Trump is the nominee, I'll vote for Trump this time because you can't vote for this. But I'm with Jake Paul. Let's vote. Deion Sanders, we can't get enough of you, baby. We cannot get enough of you. You are the cool kid. You are. While Nick Saban yells and screams and gets mad at the fans and has to tell us how much players care and how much his fan base sucks because they're too hyped up, uh, and they do suck if you know anything about the racist comments delivered at Deion Sanders, or excuse me, delivered at Texas and their players. But we can't get enough of Deion Sanders. What, you ask? Well, guess what? Big noon kickoff, Urban Meyer going back. I like it. And game day. We got a pre-game show standoff. We got the Sharks versus the Jets. We got Purdue, Indiana. Big noon kickoff. College game day. Harumph, harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Watch your ass. Anyway, that's what we got. We got a standoff. Holy cow. Look, I'll watch Fox Big Noon Kickoff because Urban Meyer is the most interesting guy. He and Pat McAfee, I think, are the most interesting people on TV. And I'm going to be down at Indiana watching the IU softball team play because the beautiful, lovely, uber-talented Tegan Shaw is now on Indiana's team. But I am going to have my phone, and I'm going to be watching Colorado because, frankly, I'm all in on this story. 
Deion Sanders, the way he speaks, what he speaks about, how he goes about his business, is a man after my own heart. I just look like dorky white guy. I'm very hip. I, well, I used to be called a CWB, cool white boy. Anyway, Damian Lillard will report to training camp only in Miami or in Portland. I don't care. I've had enough of, quote, Dame. I've had enough of the commercials. Hell, the dude didn't even play. He's like Livy Dunn. Livy Dunn didn't even play, and I got to watch her in commercials. This guy here, Dame Lillard, is a badass. Okay, you're a badass. If you're such a badass, play. I don't give a damn what happens with Damian Lillard. Doesn't matter to me at all. Shameless, we're calling him shameless Spanish Kissgate. <laughs> Spanish Federation. Luis Rubeles insists kissing Jenny Hermosa was exactly the same as my daughter and says the truth will come out in a criminal investigation. Now, I got to tell you something. I have a daughter. I love my daughter. The da- my daughter is the apple of my eye. My daughter and I have a relationship that is a bond stronger than any. My daughter calls me whenever, whenever she feels down, whenever she needs advice, or whenever she just feels like chatting. It's one of the relationships I'm most proud of in my life. But I got to tell you, maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm weird. But I got to tell you, I have no interest in kissing my daughter on the lips. I don't know why. I'll ask her next time I see her. Hey, look, what are your your thoughts? Uh, A kiss on the lips? Anything? Anyone? Anything? Nobody? Anyone? It's just not what I do. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. Maybe you do. Good for you. Maybe Rubles. You know, the Spanish are a passionate people. Maybe I'm cold-hearted. Maybe I'm missing out. I don't know. But I would be curious. I'm going to put this out on a Twitter poll. Hey, hey, Ryan, can we put a poll on the YouTube chat? At whatever age, is it okay to kiss your daughter on the lips? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Anyone? I don't think it is. I'm sorry. I just don't think it is. You know, you're going to know this name. Excuse me. Her name is Simona Hallep. She's been banned for four years for doping. Now, I was going to say you don't know this name. She's a tennis player, currently inactive. She's from Romania. Listen to this. I was looking up Simona. I did not know this. Did you know that this woman here is third all time in money on the women's professional tennis tour. Money earned, prize money. Serena and Venus, uno and dos. Serena's like 94 million. Venus is 42 million, she's second. This lady is third. I gotta tell you, I didn't know this. But hey, you know what? So what? She's gone for four years. Eh, she's like 32 years old, what does she care? Doped her brains out. And next thing you know, I got 42 mil in the bank. That doesn't even count endorsements. I'm telling you, cheating, cheating in sports pays off. It just does. Serious business. It does. And if you don't believe me, all you got to do is know that this woman, this lady, 
is the third all-time, and she was dope. All right? Uh, A Canadian Olympian, listen to this story. I'm going to read this right. Eric Lamaze faked cancer to get out of a court case. He was an equestrian rider. He faked end-stage cancer in a desperate bid to get out of a $500,000 case involving selling horses. Lamaze said he had been battling brain cancer for a number of years. The disease had spread to his throat and required surgery. The justice doubted the claim and the reliability of the documents. His, His attorney said that he was diagnosed with brain cancer in 2017. All right. Lamaze had used a similar claim in 2019. There were suspicions. Medical issues did not include medical records. What? I got cancer. Prove it. Well, I don't have any medical records. Only photos of this guy's face from surgery. It was written in Dutch. The address of the hospital was wrong. Oh, man. So basically, this guy was supposed to show up in court, said he had cancer, but said on the day he was supposed to show up in court that he needed more surgery. They hired a private eye. They determined the letter was fraudulent. This is the sickest of the sick. He tried to avoid his day in court by faking cancer. That's not the strangest thing you'll hear probably today. I don't think it is, is it? I don't know. Guarantee you there'll be something stranger. It's Armando and me next. We got to talk about Tua. We got to talk about Anthony Richardson. We got to talk about Cap. We got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We got to talk about the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and Zach Wilson. We're having a great show today. I got to tell you, we're piecing together some pretty damn good shows. I got Armando next, and later Pat Fallon joins. Pat Fallon, congressman. Guess what? Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader, says we're going to start impeaching Biden. We'll get Pat Fallon's views on it, the congressman from Texas, coming up at 10 o'clock. But Armando next. What a show. Tell your friends. Smash the like button. Leave nice comments. Be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's not even mess around. This guy, Rubales, the Spanish FA or whatever he is of the Soccer Federation, resigned because he kissed one of the players on the mouth after Spain won the World Cup. Armando, I got a daughter. She's 25. I'm like, look, I don't even kiss her on the mouth. I don't, you know, at, at some age, like your sister, your cousin, your 
kissing people on the mouth after like, I don't know, my daughter would kiss me when she was like eight. Okay. But after that, I'm done. You feel me at all? Or is this just, you know, am I nuts? No, you're not nuts. I mean, look, if that was a dude, would he have done that uh, to the dude? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know the guy. Okay. So I don't know if he was just overcome with the excitement of winning or if he's just a douche. <laughs> okay. Uh, both, <laughs> both are within the realm of possibility. Obviously, yeah. the Spanish, Spanish soccer as a whole has gone with, you're a douche and you're going. You're out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, man. you're right. Uh, my look, one of the philosophies that I've taken during my career uh, in journalism and being around sports is um, I treat women like I treat uh, men colleagues. Women colleagues and men colleagues get treated the same. I shake their hand. I don't hug them. Sometimes I hug them, but I also hug men colleagues, too. But I don't kiss anybody, and I treat right. them with the respect that I treat everybody else. And you're being professional. Being professional is having your wits about you and not being overcome with emotion. And that's what that guy apparently was. Plus, as we mentioned before, he's probably a douche. Yes, I was going to add that. You beat me to it. Yes, uh, the douche. All right. Hey, my player of the week was Tua. My other player was Tyreek Evans or Tyreek Hill. You could put them together. Damn, were they good. Now you add Waddle. Do we have something special brewing down there? Well, I mean, that's been the case since last year, really, because at one point, I think it was five or six games into the season last year, Tyreek Hill was on – uh, pace for a 2,000-yard season, and that's what he was aiming for, and it looked pretty incredible. And, yes, that was amazing what that duo was able to do to the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. I would have to tell you this also, okay? Everybody I've talked to is looking at Brandon Staley very side-eye kind of way because – Tua Tungavailoa to Tyreek Hill is not a secret in the NFL. Tyreek Hill is not a secret in the NFL. And yet Brandon Staley, a defense-minded coach, a former defensive coordinator in the NFL, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, man coverage against Tyreek Hill. Seriously, dude? I mean, man coverage against Tyreek Hill? Roll coverages. Cover, cover to the guy. You know, uh, zone him. Do something. But let someone else beat you, not their best player. Which brings me to this week. The, the Dolphins are going to New England to play the Patriots. Who coaches the New England Patriots? Oh, yeah, Bill Belichick. He's pretty smart. 
What does Bill Belichick like to do? Oh, yeah, he takes out your team's best player and then forces you to beat him with someone else. So we will see the test and the truer test of what Tua and Tyreek are able to do against a coach that has a clue. Brandon Staley showed last week he has no clue. That guy is wasting um, Justin Herbert. He really is. He's on my uh, hot seat right now. You know, speaking of New England, I I thought two quarterbacks, and I I could be wrong about this, and certainly I'm, I'm curious your opinion, that I thought were bad. I thought Justin Fields was bad. I'm a lifelong Bears fan. And I just thought he was bad. I thought that team, you talk about your hot seat, Matt Eberflus to me, that team looked unorganized. The other quarterback that I didn't particularly care for was Mac Jones. I thought both those guys were bad. I I didn't think either was very good. (laughs) Well, uh, it was a a week for a a lot of bad quarterback play. It was. Yeah, it was. Right? Including from good quarterbacks. I mean, Mac Jones was not amazing, but he outplayed he outplayed the Super Bowl, you know, defending NFC champion quarterback (laughs) for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Um, and you gotta understand, I went to New York this weekend to cover the doubleheader Jets and Giants. I saw Daniel Jones play. Don't talk Ooh. to me about bad quarterback Ooh. play without Ooh. mentioning Daniel Jones because that guy, Ooh. I mean, he 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 laid a smelly one out there, and it was terrible. Um, the use of him was terrible. The production of him was terrible. The, the idea of him and paying him $160 million dollars this offseason was terrible, apparently. And so he was bad. Joe Burrow was bad this weekend. Then, you know, two nights ago, I saw Josh Allen play, and he threw three interceptions and fumbled <laughs> once. Terrible. All right. And Josh right. Allen, I know, is terrible. I should have prefaced it by saying guys that haven't really proven anything against guys that have like Burrow is terrible. Okay, fine. You know, he's not like you just said, but I feel like Mac Jones and Justin Herbert, I feel like either get it done or get gone this year. You know what I'm saying? I like Jordan love. Did you like Jordan love? He's kind of in the get it done category. I thought Jordan love was pretty good. I have mentioned this um, on radio shows and other broadcasts, not nearly as wonderful as this one. So I'm going to Thank give you. this to you because um, you deserve my best. And this is it. <laughs> How annoying is it going to be in the NFC North if the freaking Green Bay Packers have another one? They've gone yeah. through 30 years of <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterbacks <laughs> with Brett Favre and with uh, Aaron Rodgers, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks <laughs> they put on the field back-to-back. How peeved are the Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> and 
everybody else in the NFC, but particularly in the NFC North, going to be if Jordan Love is not only good, which he was really good this last weekend, but if he's another one of those guys and, and the streak continues, that is very annoying. If you're a fan of the Bears or, you know, or the Vikings or the Lions, that's going to be very, very vexing. Yes, that I agree with that. I totally agree with that. All right. I felt like getting back to Joe Burrow. I don't know why I feel this way, Armando, but I just felt like Joe Burrow needed his ass kicked. I, I did. I felt like he did. I, I just felt like, you know, what? and I think he'll be better for it. Sometimes you just, and it doesn't mean physically get punched, but sometimes, you know, my grandma used to say, Daddy, you need to get knocked down a peg. All right. I get it. I do. I think he needed it. Well, I think that's very possible and probably true. I think that Joe Burrow is one of those guys that uh, he's he's outstanding at what he does, obviously, and he's led his team to, you know, back-to-back AFC championship games. One, one, lost the other. But Joe Burrow is one of those guys that needs to practice to be good. And he just can't throw his glove out on the field and, you know, bat 400. It's, it's not like that for him. He's not that guy. He needs to practice. And unfortunately for him, he missed basically all of training camp and the entire preseason because of the calf injury. And so it's, it is what it is. He was bad. You know what? He was bad early last year as well. He got off to a slow start. I think I wrote that somewhere. Oh, yeah, Outkick.com. I wrote that at (laughs) Outkick.com. He's been a slow starter because he hasn't had, um, you know, camp really the last three years now. One year, this year, he's got the calf. Last year, he had appendicitis and and had the surgery and missed time and wasn't himself. And the year before that, he, he spent the entire offseason and part of training camp rehabbing from knee surgery. And so he's going to be good later on. He's definitely going to be good when he gets more practices under his belt. Of course he is, but he wasn't, and I was glad. Uh, we have not mentioned, and and – A year ago, Deshaun Watson was talked about every second of every day. Pretty good outing. Cleveland looked pretty good in whooping up. I'll give you you two teams. Uh, Cleveland, who looked damn good. And what do you think is Brock Purdy? I almost think that you or I could quarterback the 49ers and get something done there. Well, you could. I can't. I mean, uh, (laughs) I I I got no arm. There's nothing yeah, in here, Armando. There's nothing, think, there's nothing in here. Yeah, I think you're just talking smack there. I don't think either one of us could. So, But <laughs> let me tell you this. With a, a quarterback that is that is uh, capable, which is what Brock Purdy is at this point, he is capable. Uh, he He's an upgrade over Jimmy G because he's, I'm going to say it, smarter and he just processes a little bit faster with less experience, by the way. And that is a Super Bowl team. 
They are deep. They have a great defense. They they come at you in waves. They can run the football and they can throw the football. And by throwing the football, I don't mean Brock Purdy is swinging at 50 yards down the field. He's throwing slants. He's throwing bubble screens that travel, you know, no less than no more than 10 yards. And those wide receivers and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield turns them into 30, 40 yard gains. That team is, you know, I picked them uh, to win the Super Bowl. And so far, I am a freaking genius, dude. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're a genius. It's week one, and you're still a genius. That a yes. baby. Give me two Go more weeks, em. and I'll show myself yeah. as a fraud. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, last thing before I let you go, I wasn't mad about Anthony Richardson here in Indy. He wasn't great. Uh, Bryce Young, Stroud, give me your uh, genius take on those three rookies. Here's my genius take. They're rookies. Uh, And if we expect any of them to be rookie savants, stop. Because they're not. And they're going to have some amazing highs there will be a, a, a point in each one of those guys seasons where you go dang but <laughs> that's the top of the roller coaster there will also be that time where those carts come crashing down and it's going to look bad and they're going to look like rookies in the nfl and that's what i expect from them Those three teams, their season is not about competing for anything. Those three teams, their season is about developing those three guys. Yeah, no, I get it. And, you know, at at the end of the day, um, how do I put it? It seems like every year somebody's the next Elway, the greatest prospect ever, or Manning. I don't think any of these guys fit that bill. Bryce Young's the number one pick in the draft, which is – you know, you got to have that kind of standard, but he doesn't have much around him. Richardson does not have much around him, and I would argue that neither does Stroud. Uh, Armando, I've said this forever, man. You know what? You got to have guys. You got to have, you got to build from outside in. You got to have receivers. You got to have tight ends. I would argue that without Kelsey, Mahomes looked lessened. I don't know. You got to have guys. Team game. What are we doing? Yeah, so you know, Dan, that I am a selector for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? And yes. one of the one of the things is you, you see all these coaches get in or you see these quarterbacks get in or you see these wide receivers get in. Let me tell you a little secret. Most head coaches don't become Pro Football Hall of Fame coaches unless they have a great quarterback and a bunch of other great players. Most quarterbacks, say. yeah, most quarterbacks don't get in unless they have a pretty great wide receiver core. Most wide receivers don't. Jerry Rice, arguably the best, the greatest wide receiver of all time, caught passes from Joe Montana and Steve Young, who are also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Isn't that amazing? So what do I learn from this vast uh, knowledge pool that I just dove into. Football is a team sport, and if you got great guys around you, it helps you to be great. And so those rookie wide receivers that ain't got great guys around them, 
They're not getting help to be great. They need great guys around them. Well, it ain't just football. Greg Popovich is in the Hall of Fame, but he's about 500 since he lost Duncan and Robinson and Ginobili. I mean, Steve Kerr, when he lost <laughs> one guy, had an under 500 record. Oh, what a concept. What a concept. Bill Jackson was we pretty good, huh, up. in Chicago. Bill Jackson pretty good in Chicago. Hmm. Wonder why. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Keep being a genius. You got to come back next week, and we'll we're gonna have a little scale. Is Armando still a genius? Where is he at? And it'll go this way to absolutely. Thank you, yeah. my friend. All right, Dan. Love that guy. It's always fun. He's my favorite interview of the week. All right, look. If you have not taken your shot with points bets, now's the perfect moment. Here's the big reason why. Exclusive. First-time point bet users grab this unique offer. Place a bet, $50. That's right, 50 large and get an official jersey from Fanatics. Look, if you don't like jerseys, you're not a jersey guy, then you can opt for $150 in Fanatics gear. You can load up on what you truly want on Fanatics.com. Remember, terms and conditions apply. you got to be 21. If you got a gambling problem, do yourself a favor. Make one simple phone call. 1-800-GAMBLER. Look, head over. Here it is. Outkick. You see it. Outkick.com slash bets. Now snag this offer, plus discover more incredible deals from our partner, Sportsbook. That's right. A big-time shout-out to the YouTube chat. The YouTube chat is absolutely pumping, as the cool kids say. I've never been one of the cool kids. But if I were going to be one of the cool kids, I wouldn't say pumping. Look, coming up, Pat Fallon. Congressman from Texas is going to join us. Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader, has opened an impeachment inquiry into the Biden crime family. And I got to tell you, this guy, what has two thumbs and is all in on it? This guy right here. All right, let's talk a little bit. This is sad. This, to me, is so criminal. And I want you to understand, listen to this, a CIA whistleblower. Central Intelligence Agency uh, bribed their own analysts, bribed their own analysts to say that the COVID virus did not come from a Wuhan lab. This is unbelievable. This is incredible. This is, uh, this is what I've talked about forever on the deep state or the swamp or whatever you want to talk about. Why would we care? Why don't we just say, well, because it's, it's racist against China. They created in the Wuhan lab, according to this whistleblower. It's not me saying it. It's a CIA whistleblower saying that we, the United States, the CIA said, no, we don't want it out there that the COVID virus came from Wuhan, China. What is wrong with us? Why does that matter? Why can't the American people know these things? I'm telling you, this is one of the crappiest things you're ever going to hear. And so Trump's out there saying it came from here. Uh, The world is calling him racist against Chinese people. It's the most, it's, I don't care. I don't care if it came from Serbia. I don't care if it came from Poland, where my people are from. 
I, if it came from Gary, Indiana, where I grew up, Maryville, Indiana. Are you insane? Why is that even a thing? Where did it come from? It came from a lab in Wuhan, China. Let's investigate why, who. It's simple. Son of a biscuit maker, this is insanity to me. Honest to God, it's insane to me. And I'm a little bit angry, if you cannot tell. I am. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Man, oh man, and nobody seems to give a rats. Nobody seems to give a rats. Nobody. So in 2003, let me change gears. Something I'm also mad about. 2003, Steve Barton was, Bartman was a nondescript Cub fan with a Walkman on his head, Cubs hat and sweater, sitting down the left field line in a playoff game between the Cubs and the Marlins. It was October 14th. I remember it well. All right, he reached for a foul ball. Moise Alou was there trying to go over a wall that no one's ever in my lifetime caught a ball over that wall. All right. Steve Bartman interfered. What's-his-face went nuts. Moise Alou and Steve Bartman became, well, he had to go into hiding. He had to go and leave with security. He became a name that was synonymous with Cubs failure. People had death threats against him. Morons all across Chicago acted like morons towards Steve Bartman. Now, Steve Bartman 2.0. Steve Bartman is alive and well and apparently in Colorado last night or two nights ago, a Colorado fan dressed up as Steve Bartman during the game is awesome. Good for him. You know, in Chicago went so insane that they decided to blow up the baseball or blow up a baseball that Steve Bartman supposedly had. The world is insane, and this guy, this guy did his thing, baby. Steve Bartman 2.0 is alive and well and living in Coors Field or whatever the hell the place is called. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, Sarah Spain, that slob, she wanted to stoop Bartman. The world is insane. <laughs> oh, man. NFL players are mad, ladies and gentlemen, and they probably should be. NFL players are mad because artificial turf, in their opinion, once again, impacted a game, impacted a season. NFL players are saying the turf that Aaron Rodgers got hurt on was the cause. Hey, look. I don't know whether it's the cause, but this guy, David Bakhtiari, who is a terrific lineman for the Green Bay Packers, congrats, NFL. How many more players have to get hurt on artificial turf? You care more about soccer players than us. You plan to remove all artificial turf for the World Cup coming up, so clearly it's feasible. I'm sick of this. Do better. You know he's not wrong. Now, artificial turf has come a long way. It used to be awful. You know, back in the day when you saw Riverfront or Three Rivers or whatever with Bush Stadium in St. Louis, those cookie-cutter, circular domes. Look, here's the deal. <clears throat> Guys got hurt all the time, and now it's better, but it's still not great. I'll never understand why you just don't play on natural grass. The NFL shows better when guys have grass stains all over them. The NFL shows better when there's mud. Nothing wrong with putting guys on grass field. Artificial turf sucks. DJ Reed says we need real grass for all our stadiums. And he's not talking about THC, ladies and gentlemen. He's not. 
We wanted the NFL to protect the players with grass fields, but the NFL is more worried about making money. Well, you could say that about anything. The thing that would piss me off is the soccer thing. You know what? Bakhtiari isn't wrong. They are changing all the grass, <clears throat> artificial stuff for real grass when the World Cup comes. It's ridiculous. You know, you got real grass that you can roll up, take out, put outside. You do. You got all in dome stadiums. You got all that. You do. Why not do it? I don't know. Stupid to me. You know, a lot of people, my friends Chad uh, Withrow and Jonathan Hutton, probably right. They talked about Derrick Henry a couple years ago getting hurt here in Indianapolis where the the fake grass field is considered one of the NFL's worst. Look, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers got hurt uh, because of, I'll call it AstroTurf, fake grass. I don't know that he did or I don't know that he didn't. But it seems absurd to me in 2023 that you're playing on anything other than natural grass. It seems absurd. And I'm with the NFL players on this, but the NFL PA always, always, always the weakest of all of your PAs simply hasn't gotten it done. I'll tell you what would get it done if players that were going to play at artificial turf stadiums this weekend said, yeah, we ain't playing. Ballsy move, costs you a lot of money, but hey, might be worth a swing. All right, when we come back, I'm really looking forward to talking to Pat Fallon. Pat Fallon is a congressman from Texas. You know what? Kevin McCarthy opened up impeachment here. He's an inquiry, and I'm excited about it because I swear to God, and I don't know why this is, but nobody in my lifetime has pissed me off has pissed me off more than Joe Biden. He just has. You just can't get up there and lie to me. That's why I got sideways or feel sideways with Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard used to be a pretty good acquaintance. But when you just sit up there and you're smug and you lie, I can't have it. Member of the United States House of Representatives from the great state of Texas, Pat Fallon joins me next. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Pat Fallon joins us. Uh, Pat Fallon, House of Representatives from the great state of Texas via Notre Dame, which means, you know, I'm from Gary, Indiana. It's an hour away, Notre Dame. So that just means he spent three years in God's country and Probably shaped everything about you just being that close to my hometown of Gary, Indiana, I'm sure. Thanks for joining us. No, Dan, thanks for having me on. You know, all right, I've been in sports my whole life, but I follow politics like it's my job, going back to reading Mike Royko in the Chicago newspapers as a kid. But I've never been this pissed off, excuse my language, about a president that I am about our current president. And the reason is simply this. Policies suck, we know that. But just the lying. The lying has made me crazy, sir. Uh, we got an inquiry. Kevin McCarthy announced an inquiry, in, into impeachment inquiry. What say you about this inquiry? 
I say it's about time, quite frankly. And, and Dan, I don't say that lightly either. I sit on the oversight committee. Uh, we're going to have a hearing today. I am one of the subcommittee chairs on the oversight committee. And one of our jobs is to, you know, investigate anything to do with the federal government and that's its players. And so Joe Biden, it's clear to me now that after eight months of having subpoena power, that Hunter Biden, his son, acted as his bag man in a criminal He was selling influence and peddling access to his dad. Nothing can, nothing else makes sense when you consider that over $30 million, we can prove over $30 million of foreign money went into the Biden family's pockets. Why? I'll give you a quick example. Yelena Bedarina. Okay, who the hell is that, right? She was the first lady of Moscow. She was the, the, the wife of the mayor, who was an oligarch, who was very corrupt. In fact, the uh, American ambassador said so under <clears throat> Barack Obama. And she gave, for some inexplicable reason, three, almost three and a half million dollars to Hunter Biden. A couple months later, now this is during the, the vice presidency, uh, his dad's vice presidency. A couple months later, she had dinner with Joe Biden in Washington, D.C. And then when Russia invaded Ukraine and there were a list of Russian oligarchs that were sanctioned, she wasn't on it. That's just interesting. That's one of several examples I could give you. You know, from the great state of Indiana, Todd Young, who I like, he gave me a private tour of the Capitol building. He said yesterday, I think it was, look, yeah, there's some smoke here, but I'm not sure that there's fire. I, I, look, you're there. I'm not. You're in the middle of it. I'm not. But it sure seems like there's a hell of a lot of fire here. Yeah, <laughs> there, I think that Biden's pants are on fire. You know, I mean, because, not, again, I'll give you another example. This is what really broke my heart. When I read the F-1023 form, which now has been made public yes, by Senator Grassley, what, what is an FD-1023? It's a form that the FBI fills out when they get information from an informant. Now, that could be uh, very, very valuable or it could be pieces of garbage. The issue that the Biden family has with this particular 1023 form is the FBI said it comes from an, an informant that is highly reliable, that they've worked with for over a decade, that they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to. And in fact, uh, Dan, everything that this guy has provided to the FBI has always checked out. So what did he provide them a few years ago? It was, uh, he said that he directly talked to a fellow named Michaela Zolchevsky, who owned Burisma, which was an energy company in Ukraine. And Zolchevsky told him, among many other things, that he bribed Joe and Hunter Biden gave them each $5 million. We know for a fact he was paying Hunter Biden a million dollars a year to be on his board. And then it just so happened that his dad, Joe Biden, when he was the vice president, and he was the ombudsman, if you will, for all things Ukraine, went to Ukraine and said, I want Viktor Shokin fired. Viktor Shokin was a prosecutor who was investigating Zolchevsky and Burisma. And he withheld a billion dollars worth of American aid from Ukraine. So they fired Shokin. That's exactly what Zolchevsky said to the informant that he wanted done and that the Bidens had promised him that they would do. And they did it. So these are the kinds of things where you can't ignore it and it's our constitutional duty to move forward to see if we can find out even more information. You know, when you, when you go through this, um, are Barack Obama's hands all over this? Are his fingerprints around this? Oh, there's no doubt that he was aware well, uh, of what the Biden family was doing. He simply looked the other way. He didn't corral them in, which is your job as president. You tell your number two, hey, 
you know, this is a bunch of horse hockey. Stop this right now or uh, we're going to have issues. He didn't say a word. He just, again, looked the other way. You know, it's amazing. I mean, the policies are awful. And I want to get into one of those policies in a minute that's, I'm assuming, directly affecting you. But back to this, um, it feels like, okay, it feels like and it, when I follow all of this and it feels like the money that taxpayers pay going to Ukraine in the amounts, it feels like to me and others that this is paying off a bribe all the money going to Ukraine. Is that too simplistic? Yeah, no, I, I really, so nobody could have foreseen, you know, Russia, a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. In fact, I talked to, I think you'd find this interesting again, I talked to President Trump last fall, because I asked him directly. I said, Mr. President, I, I have a question for you. And it was to me and about 10 other people in the room, so it was a very small, intimate setting. I said, I noticed that under George W. Bush, Vladimir Putin stole two provinces in the country of Georgia. And then under Obama, he took all of Crimea. And then, of course, under Biden, the full-scale invasion. But under your leadership for four years, Vladimir Putin didn't do squat. Why do you think that is? And, you know, he, he made a couple of jokes. But then he said, quite frankly, he told him, absolutely do not invade Ukraine. You're going to have huge issues with my administration if you do that. And then I'll depress the price of oil because it's a gl global commodity. We will unleash the American energy sector with natural gas and oil that will hit the market that you won't be able to fund your war. So don't even think about it. And Putin didn't do it. I'd love to hear the Democrats try to explain away why Putin was held in check under the four years of the uh, Trump administration. So in, in answer to your question more directly, I don't want us to do nothing. I do want us to help Ukraine. At the same time, you don't give them a blank check either. I think it's, it's an extreme position to do absolutely nothing and let Putin win because it's gonna cause more trouble down the line and certainly encourage China to maybe go after Taiwan. But in the same breath, you don't give them a blank check either, which Joe Biden has done with authorizing $130 billion worth of aid when, Dan, it costs them a billion and a half dollars a month to stay in the fight. So they've been at it for not even two years. So I could see somewhere in that range of 20 to $40 billion of authorization. Why the hell the extra $100 billion? That makes no sense to me. I want to go back. I want to go back to your, your story about Trump. Um, Donald Trump seemed to deal from a position of strength, maybe even fear. Do you think, or let me ask it this way, how weak are we perceived worldwide, in your opinion, with the Biden administration? What a stark difference, no? Yeah, no, listen, heads of state, let's, let's go beyond honesty and Dan and talk about frankness and candor. Heads of state across the globe are snickering when they, did, when they mentioned Joe Biden or they have to deal with Joe Biden because he's not the man he used to be. I wasn't a big fan of his 20 years ago. I think he's a pathological liar. But he was at least uh, sharp in the sense of he had intelligence and he could understand complex issues. I honestly do not believe with his cognitive decline, he can understand complex issues anymore. He's just being rolled out. And another kind of interesting thing that most people don't uh, realize is there has never been a president that after their presidency, they remained in Washington, D.C. Barack Obama has done that. I'd be very interested to see who's going in and out of Barack Obama's home over the last two and a half years. Hey, let's break some news here. Whose coke was it in the White House? <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm laying money on Hunter Biden. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, that was You're not the first guy to say that. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Hey, I, I, I got to ask you, you know, you're in Texas. Uh, 
I've talked to a number of people that have been at the border, um, a number of them on this show. Everybody says the same thing. Look, you feel terrible for the people that have to patrol this. Biden's policies have completely destroyed. You're affected by it on a daily basis. Let me ask you two things. How bad is it, number one? And number two, how do we solve this? Okay, uh, you know what? Very Both answers are very easy. It's horrible. It's beyond a crisis. It's beyond catastrophic. It's cataclysmic at this point because Biden refuses. We can, we can enforce border security. We can secure the border. He just doesn't have the will to do so. In a country as large as ours, there's always going to be a trickle of people that come in illegally. Under President Trump, there was a trickle. But Joe Biden made it a flood. So how can you fix it? And can you fix it? We can fix it. And the way you do it is you implement the Trump era policies. Number one thing is the migrant protection protocols that was better known as the weight Mexico policy. Oh, you want to claim asylum because all these NGOs, which are non-governmental organizations funded by the taxpayers, are telling the migrants, claim asylum, say that you fear for your safety in your home country. So let's take a country like Venezuela. Okay, once you leave Venezuela, if you're truly in fear of your safety or life, once you go to Colombia, you can then apply for refugee status, most likely in Colombia. That's what the UN charters us to do. But then don't tell me that you are a, a refugee from Venezuela when you then transit through seven more countries to get to the United States. You're doing that because you're an economic migrant and therefore you don't have the protections of a refugee. So what President Trump said is wait in Mexico. Oh, you're going to claim refugee status? You will wait in Mexico while we adjudicate your case, which then provides a disincentive to make that long and treacherous and dangerous journey. An open border like we have now is immoral for the people that live north of it and south of it because the federal government has not controlled our southern border. The Mexican drug cartels are. And that's so dangerous. You know, it, people think, well, you know, it, it's weakening America. Okay, fine. But it's strengthening cartels. China's sending people over here, correct? I mean, while we're being weakened and we're being, you know, you see it in Texas. I don't want to use the word destroyed, but certainly it's a problem. The other side's getting stronger. That's a bad combination, common sense tells me. And not only that, okay, so a couple of things. We've got tens of thousands of mostly military-aged men from China coming across the border. Uh, and it has spiked recently. It was always a steady flow. It was a small number. It's tenfold now. Same with Russia. There's a lot of Russian uh, nationals that are coming across the border. Both these countries don't want to see the United States prosper and succeed. They want to do us harm. And the Russian tactic in Ukraine was they were uh, putting some of their sleep, essentially sleeper agents into Ukraine prior to the invasion for a few years. And then when they invaded, they uh, took, uh, took to sabotage and undermining the Ukrainian war effort. So there's clearly sleeper agents, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Chinese and Russian nationals in this country. So the question becomes, why in the hell would you allow that? Joe Biden doesn't care because he's catering to his far left that want open borders. Uh, Texas, though, I was I was on Governor Abbott's uh, Twitter. Uh, Texas continues to build the wall, correct? Well, we have uh, a, a buoy in the Rio Grande. It's not long enough. I think it should be miles and miles long. And we even got sued because of that. And what Joe Biden's doing is suing any state that wants to actually enforce border policy. So they're between a rock and a hard place because the federal government is control of the southern border. Um, but, you know, one of the other things, Dan, nobody talks about is the cartels 
They make about $25 billion a year, estimates say, with their illegal narcotics trafficking. They're making an additional $12 billion with human smuggling because there are five cartels that control sectors of the Mexican and Texas border. And they charge a fee to cross the border if you get into their sector. Usually it's about $4,000. So they're making wild profits while Joe Biden looks the other way. You know what I don't hear anymore? I know I've kept you too long, but I, I, I don't hear anymore from D.C. or New York or Chicago. I don't hear, oh, let all the dreamers in. I don't hear the term <laughs> dreamer anymore coming out mm -hmm. of those cities. Well, you know why? Because it's a nightmare. Let's be honest. Every person that crosses the border illegally should be repatriated back to their home country, number one. But if they're here, they should be sent to only sanctuary cities. New York is a sanctuary city. Mayor Adams and de Blasio before him, they reaffirmed that policy. Texas, we don't have any sanctuary cities because we outlawed them when I was in the Texas legislature and I was an enthusiastic sponsor and supporter of those policies. So if you want illegal migrants, you deal with the issues in the fallout, which is we're already a nation, $33 trillion in debt. We do not have the money for this. And when you ignore laws, and then you want to give them people here illegally driver's licenses and jobs and such like that. Guess what? You're incentivizing even more of it. Hey, if you ever run for president, I'll vote for you. This has been a hey, lot I'll of fun. Dan, I'll vote for you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hope you'll come back. Seriously, absolutely awesome stuff, Frank. And I uh, can't wait to see what happens with you guys in the impeachment inquiry. Thank you so much, sir. Dan, anytime. God bless. Take care. Man, it's just nice to talk to real people. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, what a great dude. I mean, look, you know, with all the crap, and, and sometimes I just get stunned by what we have to talk about on this show. Think about what we're talking about uh, with a member of Congress. We're talking about whether or not the United States border is controlled by the United States when, in fact, it's not. <laughs> it's unbelievable, as Mr. Fallon just said. It's not. It's controlled by drug cartels. Think about how absurd that is, people. Now, if you voted for it, I don't want to hear from you. You're an idiot. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. If you, you know, 80, whatever. I'm not getting into it because we always get strikes on YouTube when I say something stupid uh, or truthful about the election. So I'm not going there. But it just stuns me that this is what we do. And I thank Mr. Fallon for coming on and his people. And of course, our great people here at OutKick uh, for reaching out to him because it was a frank interview that was just enjoyable to hear and look at somebody that you know is telling you the truth and that, and that the truth sucks. I mean, I got a neighbor. I've told you this before. Oh, let the dreamers in. Nobody's illegal. Yeah, I guarantee if they dropped a busload of immigrants on my little cul-de-sac, that dude would last about two seconds. My ass would be saying, hey, look, let's Martha Vineyard get the hell out of here. But hey, that's just me. And I thank Representative Fallon for his time. My God, it's the only time in my life I've ever been pissed off about a president. I'm 61 years old. I follow this stuff my whole life. I have. I was a news freak. All right, I'll tell you what, Congressman Fallon is fantastic. House Oversight Committee is doing great work. And it's just a matter of whether or not the people, the media, how's the media not covering all this? Seriously, I, uh, I don't get it. All right. Let's move forward. I hope, I hope uh, 
Congressman Fallon will come back. All right, let's move forward. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a new intro. This is how cool we are. It's one of the uh, parts of this show that you all have fallen in love with. It's called What the Hell Wednesday. Let's go. Give me the intro, baby. You got it, bro. Oh! <laughs> oh, I thought we had it. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. It's on fire. What the hell Wednesday? Here we go now. Let's see the first one. I love these videos. You got it, bro. Oh! Oh! You got it, bro. Oh! Why? Why? Oh! Why isn't just jumping from that thing enough? Why isn't just jumping from there? Right there. Why isn't that enough? You know what, though? I think what happens is I think people just want to get on this show. I think they want Nick to see him. I think they do. I I think that they want our crack staff, not our staff on crack, our crack staff to put them on What the Hell Wednesday. And congratulations to this guy. I love this website, though. Thousand Ways to Die. (laughs) We hope nobody's dead. But, you know, if you're this stupid, I don't know. Ah, I love the slow motion, too. Right? Oh, I think he tried to grab his hat. All right, what's next, ladies and gentlemen? What the absolute hell are you doing? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm stunned. Look, I get it. You're an idiot. I understand you're a dumbass. I understand you're a fool. But be a dumbass, be a fool, and don't make some truck driver's life miserable by hitting you and killing you. You want to kill yourself? You got a death witch? Go ahead and do it. But this poor truck driver, he's just driving along. And thank God he took a little bit of a swerve and got out of the way before pancaking this clown. Hey, you want to jump off a bridge? Jump off a bridge. But do it where it's victimless. The truck drivers become the victim here. We don't need that action in our lives. Who needs that? Do you see what I'm saying here, YouTube chat? Do you understand what I'm getting at? You know, so that truck driver that hit Dwayne Haskins, he's just driving home. Now, maybe he did a lot of things wrong. Maybe he had to settle. I don't know. But Dwayne Haskins being out in the middle of the freaking road for whatever the reason changed this guy's entire life. And that sucks. I don't need that in my life, and neither do you. All right, what's next? My God. Oh, man. This ain't going to go good. This is not going to go good. 
Wow. Wow. Hey, somebody not getting hurt. Wow. This is a skill. See how it skimmed the water? Usually on these, I'm jumping back. Oh, not now. Look at that. And he stuck the landing, ladies and gentlemen. Or she, I don't know, boy or girl, doesn't, I don't know. But congratulations, you stuck the landing. We got to get some likes going here, people. Yeah, we do. All right, what's next? Whoa! Whoa! That, ladies and gentlemen, is a door dasher's nightmare. Look at it. He just door dashing, delivered, taking a picture, and here comes a Doberman or a pit bull right through the damn screen. Oh, man. That, ladies and gentlemen, I'm putting it out on the YouTube chat. That is a door dasher's nightmare. I don't even know how to spell nightmare, apparently. Oh, my God. I've thought about that. I go door dashing about twice a week, and then I give the money to our bikes program. I don't make much. Maybe I make 25 bucks a week. But it adds up when you send, when I send it to our bikes program. It probably got five, six bikes bought off it, probably 1000 bucks. But this has always scared me when you hear some big old dog. Because this, this is what you do in DoorDash. You take, you take a picture, and here it comes. I guarantee you, guarantee you, the people that own that dog weigh 722 pounds. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you money. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I do. Let's go. What's next? <laughs> I forget what number we're in. Oh, but this is not good. What? Then you'll get, get get closer together. Ready? That's a huge drop. If I fall, it's gone. Bop, 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 bop. You know what I get when I see that? This is really weird. I get a tingling in my thighs. Does that make any sense to you? I do. I get a tingling in my thighs. It's very weird what I get, what I feel. But this is just stupid. No, I'm sorry. This is just stupid. There's nothing about this that I would do. Now, I have a brother-in-law, Big Donnie Ross. Big Donnie Ross is an iron worker in the Toledo, Detroit area, and he would do this like it's his job, which it is. You wouldn't catch me. You, I don't care what my life would become. If this was the only job that I could get or else I had to do whatever. I would do whatever. Sleep outside, pick up. I would do whatever. Because I'm not doing that under no circumstances, no way, no how, never. Never, ever. And maybe you are. Maybe you're gutsier than me. Maybe you got more sack than me. But I ain't doing it. Not even a thought am I doing that. All right. When we come back, I got lots to get to. We're going to recap the beginning of the show. Jerry Jones and the Buffalo Bills owner, Pegula, got a problem because Jim Trotter got fired from the NFL Network. And, of course, like all dirtbag media, now Jim Trotter is filing a lawsuit. 
And what's he claiming? Wait for it. By the way, Jim Trotter is African-American. What's he claiming? Racism. Oh, didn't see that coming. (laughs) Who the hell saw that coming? A dude, African-American, gets fired from his job, files a lawsuit against the NFL and some rich owners claiming racism. God, I didn't see that coming. Shocking. Shocking, I say. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Story of the day, Jim Trotter, veteran NFL reporter. He was part of NFL Network, NFL, some kind of stuff. Uh, He got the boot. In a cost-cutting measure, they let him go. Jim Trotter, being African-American, not happy with the direction of minority hiring in the NFL. Jim Trotter, not happy with his own hiring or lack thereof on TV in the NFL. Guess what Jim Trotter does? This will shock you. He files a lawsuit. Guess what Jim Trotter claims? You guessed it, racism. Jim Trotter claims that when he asked Jerry Jones a racially charged question about hiring practices and drafting practices of the NFL, Jerry Jones said this. He said, if black players don't like it here. No, no, he didn't. No, 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 no. He said, if blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire. Those are the comments allegedly made by Jerry Jones. Now, Jerry Jones was stupid for saying this. All he had to do was take out blacks and put in players because the question was about historically black players not being drafted. And was it because Jerry Jones didn't have a diverse enough? Now, whose opinion is diverse enough? I don't know. Apparently, Jim Trotter's. But his front office, his scouting staff, wasn't diverse enough. Thus, they didn't draft enough historically black college players. Oh, okay. All right, black university players. Oh, okay. How about it's maybe they ain't good enough? Maybe guys at historically white colleges aren't good enough. Not a lot of Harvard or Princeton dudes, which, you know, at some point were pretty much white. Not many of those guys drafted. I don't know. Not many junior college kids drafted. I don't know. Just saying. You know, you can get drafted out of junior college if it's like uh, sit out a year, go to junior college, two years, three years out. Not many of those guys drafted. I I don't know. Maybe they're not good enough. But, of course, you want a racially charged question, you're sitting there, and Jerry Jones fell right into the trap. Blacks feel some kind of way. They should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire. You know, I don't know. Is that worthy of a lawsuit? Of course it is. Everything's worthy of a lawsuit. Now I shaved my head. Now this guy, he's not happy about this. This guy, Terry Pegula, says if the black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is. Well, I got to tell you, I've been to Africa, and it is bad. I was in Morocco a thousand years ago. But I think this is really stupid. Now, this guy, Pegula, denies saying this. He's mortified that his name will come up, come up with in relation to some type of statement. But I'm going to, let's just say for the sake of argument he did, or let's just say for the sake of argument he didn't. doesn't matter with what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say is this. You see Pegula's 
statement attributed to me and Mr. Trotter's complaint is absolutely false. Horrified that anyone would connect me to an allegation of this kind. Racism, no place in our society. Disgusted that my name is associated with this complaint. All right. I don't care whether he did or whether he didn't. That's up for a court to decide, whatever. But I will say this. The whole go back to is just idiotic. And I'm not just talking about Africa. Hey, Dawkins, go back to Merrillville, man. Go back to Gary. Bobby Knight made you. Yeah, it's all stupid. Yeah, it's all idiotic. I mean, if that's all you got, go back to, then you're an idiot. Now, do I know whether this guy said that or not? I don't know. Do I think Trotter made it up? Probably not. If Trotter has an audio recording of it, then good for him. If he doesn't, it'll be he said, she said, and away we go. But it is interesting, as Clay Travis said, dudes never file lawsuits while, we're ma- while they're making cash. It's only when they get fired. Here comes the lawsuit. I mean, if you're going to stand for something, then stand for something. Trotter didn't like the way the NFL handled this. He didn't like being fired. He said he was told to squelch this. Maybe he's right. Court of law, we'll see. But I'm shocked, absolutely shocked. Oh, my God. I am so stunned that a guy would claim racism. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Oh, my God. Who would have thunk it? Eh, is what it is. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, uh, he is the Republican leader in Congress. Kevin McCarthy opened an investigation into the Biden administration. No, he didn't. He opened an investigation, an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. Let's hear from Mr. McCarthy. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his sons and his son's business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shell companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners. It's going to be interesting because we just had Pat Fallon on from the Senate Oversight Committee, and man, oh man, oh man, they got some damning evidence. Now, Todd Young, guy that I got a chance to meet, he is Captain America, military Marines. I got a lot of respect for Todd Young. As a person, I don't really follow what he does politically because it all seems very dull to me here in the state of Indiana. But he said, seems like a lot of smoke, not much fire. We'll see. There should be, you know, but I will say this. When, <laughs> when Richard Nixon got impeached, he left office. Subsequent to that, when Bill Clinton got impeached, he probably rolled off of the babysitter and said, oh, honey, what'd they do? When Trump got impeached, he just probably went to McDonald's, got a blizzard, and 
kept on doing what he was doing, protecting the country and loving America. Yeah, I don't know if impeachment means what it used to, but I remember Nixon going like this. I am not a crook. I don't do a great Richard Nixon. A lot of people do. I don't. I wish I did. He's a good one to have. All right, here's another one. So Robert Griffin Jr., the third or the twelfth or whatever, apparently he wants back in the NFL. And of course, like I've told you, you got to do this. You got to do, well, you got to connect yourself to Cap. Cap is the martyr. Cap is the focus. He's the prophet. And all guys in media, guys and gals in the media, they want to get that Cap money. They want to be associated. Here's what Robert Griffin said about Cap and him coming back to the league. Talk about free agent quarterbacks. Yeah. There's a reason that certain guys aren't in the league. It's because they're uninspired. But Foxy knows this. Some of these guys like Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, myself, it's not that we can't play the game anymore. It's that we're a big distraction if you bring us in. I had a GM tell me this offseason, hey, man, I know you can still play. You look like you can still play. But if we bring you in, it's going to be a distraction for our starting quarterback. So now that your starter and Aaron Rodgers is out, you can potentially go and grab some of those guys. Uh, you going to go grab Carson Wentz? Colts tried it. Washington tried it. Eagles tried it. Uh Uh-uh. You're going to go grab RG3, who couldn't play when he could play? Uh Uh-uh. You're going to go grab Colin Kaepernick, last played in the NFL in 2013. There, I said it. 2013. But, hey, he's Cap. He's a martyr. Yeah. He's a martyr. And if Cap's going to be a martyr, then I want a piece of him. You got to go martyr. What does that say? My agent, oh, yeah, reached out to Livy Dunn about my desire to sell cheese. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's good. (laughs) There are some words that just make me laugh. And when you, (laughs) I'm sorry. This is so sexist, but her cans, I always think a big fat Italian guy, hey man, I like her cans. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> RG3 couldn't play dead. And now RG3 wants that cap. Hey man, me and cap. You're discriminating against me and cap, man. All right, last thing and then I'll get, and I'll stop recapping. Uh, the legend that is Dan Levitard, Dan, fat Dan, as we referred to him, he's mad. He's mad that ESPN went with Pat McAfee and didn't go with him. Didn't go with Bomani. Didn't go with Sarah. God, do I admire his story. Bet on himself. Did it his way. Now cashes all the King's riches. ESPN chose that over Bomani and me and Sarah. Whatever it is that we were doing doesn't fit. You were horrible. Yes, you were horrible. The old slob who got her job through only a diversity hiring, Sarah Spain, was awful. Adds nothing. I mean, she'll get pissed off and be a victim. But Bamani Jones, what are you talking about? They gave him a TV show. They gave him a radio show. Failed at both. They gave him another show. HBO said enough. 
What do you mean? They chose. And Dan, Fat Dan was literally the worst lead-in ever. Affiliates didn't want his brand of crap on the radio. I mean, I guess he's all right on a podcast, but let me give you the numbers. I sent this to McAfee yesterday. Lebetard's show on Monday drew 38,000 views. McAfee drew 485,000 views. Now, I'm no math major, but that's over 440,000 more views. 440,000 more people paid attention to Pat McAfee than Dan Lebetard. McAfee's high is 1.6 million. Lebetard's high is 112,000. Hell, we've done 112,000 numerous times on different videos. What are you, nuts? Sarah Spain stunk. Nobody would watch a Sarah Spain show. But Monty Jones was given three shows. But I get it. Fat Dan and his little sidekick, his little buddy, Stugatz, gotta be the victim. If they don't have victimhood, what? In pray tell, do they have? Hey, couple of sports notes, real quick. Let me get through this. The NFL PA has stepped up. The NFL PA is saying we want grass fields. A little late to the party, aren't you? Why did it take Aaron Rodgers to get hurt? Why did it take him getting injured for you all to say this? Maybe you've said it before and it just got squelched. We wanted the NFL to protect players with grass fields, but the NFL is more worried about making money. NFL's a business. Take that Kentucky degree and see if you can make NFL money. All right, this is a sick story that we talked about yesterday, and it's getting sicker. There's an idiot in the NBA named Kevin Porter Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., by all accounts, is a talented guy, but Kevin Porter Jr. is a menace to society. Kevin Porter Jr. pled not guilty to felony assault and strangulation. His girlfriend, a lady named Gondrasak, who is a WNBA player of some note, has a broken vertebrae. He beat her to where, allegedly, she has a broken vertebrae vertebrae, cut above her eye, fractured neck vertebrae. This guy, if true, should be kicked out of every league that there is. Should go to jail. And then he should get kicked out. This is one of the most ridiculous peels ever. And I'm curious if all of the Libbies that love uh, NCAA players and hate the NCAA We'll get behind this. There's a defensive tackle named Noah Shannon. Noah Shannon plays for Iowa. Noah Shannon, well, he bet on Iowa football. Now, I got to tell you, once you bet on your own team, you're done. He hasn't been charged in the uh, investigation into illegal gambling, but he's admitted it. Made a mistake. Taking responsibility. I'm heartbroken that I will not be able to play against, wait for it, my brothers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that guy was pretty good. Guy was pretty good. I want to thank you, uh, my family, players, coaches, coaching staff, teammates for their support. Yeah, 
Good for you. You got their support. Yay, Rob. But you're an idiot. Look, the NFL isn't going to care. The NFL, so Noah Shannon, if you're good enough, you get a chance to play. But you're an idiot. Every college athlete knows not to bet. Every college athlete knows not to bet on your own team and your own sport. Every college athlete knows this. And if you don't, I can't help you. That means you did not pay attention. Hell, before gambling became legal, I showed a picture and brought an FBI agent in to my team at Bowling Green. The picture was of the, uh, the radio announcer at Bowling Green, long time going back, being led out of Anderson Arena where we dominated in handcuffs, and he had a championship Bowling Green basketball ring on. Showed it to my players. Don't let this be you. Because if you bet, I'm not supporting you. If you bet, don't look to me. I'll do anything you want, anytime, anywhere for you. But if you bet, I don't want to hear it. Hey, uh, (laughs) the dumbest mayor in America is Eric Adams. The second is a guy named Brendan Johnson. Brendan Johnson is the mayor of Chicago. Brendan Johnson is pushing for a mansion tax on homes that sell for more than a million. His team wants a tax household earning $100,000 or more in a report named First We Get the Money. You know, how how much tax do I got to pay? Like, I've worked my ass off. I got to pay property tax. I got to pay a mortgage. I got to pay tax on this, tax on how much more? So I took a lot of shit in my life Worked my ass off, kept working, kept working, had some failures, had some successes, kept working, and made something of myself, made a nice income. Why do I got to continue to pay tax on everything? I can't swing a dead cat without paying tax on something. Hell, gambling, you pay a 10% juice most times. No, it's ridiculous. $100,000 and this idiot... Wants, to, wants people to pay up first we get the money tax? Screw you. Screw you and your dumb, thin-skinned ass. You idiots in Chicago keep voting in fools. Vote in somebody that understands. This is just weird. There's no audio to this, but this is just weird. There's a mayor in California. I think it's Burbank, California. Well, watch what this idiot mayor does in front of kids with a drag queen. It's a drag queen spanking the mayor. Well, what are we doing? Like, why do kids, oh, I'm so, oh, it was so much fun. The mayor says, oh my God, I'm aroused. Oh, look at me. You can just tell, oh God, it was great. The fuck are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? I'm going to bring a drag queen into the school, and then I'm going to get spanked because why? Why? There's no reason why. There's no reason why. Jesus. It it just makes me sick. It makes me sick that we do this in front of children. I don't give a rat's ass about a drag queen. I don't care. Actually, I learned that a friend of mine, guy I play golf with, son's a drag queen. Good for him. Makes a good living. But he doesn't do it in front of kids. You can just tell this mayor, oh, God, it was so much fun. You're so special. 
God, you're so neat. You're a drag queen. Look at you. This is sickening. Call me whatever name you want. Uh, There's an ultra-right beer that vows to fight the communists in Georgia with a limited edition beer can featured Donald Trump's mugshot. That's right. 10% of the sales generated from a limited edition cans will be donated to the Georgia Republican Party and the David Schaefer Legal Defense Fund to defend Georgia's Trump electors against unjust prosecution. David Schaefer's a guy that in the great state of Georgia stood up for Donald Trump. Look, I don't know what happened in the election. At least that's what I got to say on YouTube. All right. Uh, You know, that's what I got to say. But I got to tell you, I'm glad people are standing up. He's the third co-defendant in the Trump case indictment in Georgia. David Schaefer. Go buy this beer. What the hell is the name of this beer anyway? Ultra right beer. I don't know. But I'm going to get me a can of it. Old David Schaefer needs my help. You're damn right he does. 10% of the sales, you got to give a quarter of the sales. I got a bone to pick with the Boy Scouts, by the way. I do. So the other day, I want you to listen to this. So the other day, if, if a kid is selling something, I'm all in on it. I'm going to try to send this. Oh, Trump mugshot. Uh, okay. Uh, here's the deal. I go to a hardware store. There's a kid in his Boy Scouts uniform and his dad. I walk over with 20 bucks. I think, hey, I'm going to get something and help a kid. I got 20 bucks to spend. Do you know what got me 20 bucks? A bag of popcorn. No, seriously. I'm going to show you this. This was 20 bucks. This right here. This white cheddar bag of popcorn. I should have sent it to you guys. 20 bucks for a bag of white cheddar popcorn. Girl Scout cookies are like six bucks. They were five bucks forever. Boy Scouts, you ripping us off? Why are you ripping us off? I, 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 I couldn't do it. I couldn't say, hey, uh-uh, I'm out. I couldn't do it. I wanted to. But damn, what are you doing, Boy Scouts? Why are you ripping off? The public. He opened this book this little kid did. I'm like, what can I get for 20 bucks? That was it. A bag of popcorn that you can get for three bucks at the store. And then on the bag, it says this. Only 75, uh, 75% of the money stays local. What? What? Why are you? Uh, I, I'm, I, this is unbelievable. Let me see exactly what it says. 70% stays local. Hey, Dan, when is it okay, I put this on Twitter, when is it okay, when is it not okay to kiss your daughter anymore? Over 15. I'll go with that. See, I, you know, you didn't need the 30 because over, uh, yeah, over 15. I'm not, no, I'll kiss my daughter on the cheek. I'm talking about on the lips here. Laura doesn't need me kissing her on the lips. I don't know why. I remember I used to kiss my dad goodnight on the cheek. And I remember one time I did it. I'm like, okay, that's weird. I'm not doing that anymore. It just feels weird. Look, 
We're not the... I was going to say something else. Yeah, look at that. 24 karat gold popcorn, Ryan. 20 bucks for a bag this big, and it was slack-filled. I learned that in business law class with Miss Passer, who a couple years later I saw at a bar, and we got hammered together. It's kind of fun getting drunk with your teacher. If she was, you know, a little hotter, something might have happened. Could have given her a thrill, but I did. That's not my style. Anyway. Boy Scouts are screwing me. Absolutely screwing me. I don't like it. I don't like it a bit. Well, hey, if you're not, hey, look, if you're not gonna hit the like button on YouTube, we're gonna throw hands. Ridger, Permalik, 24-inch dubs, David Renard, Van Pasterman, Kevin Wolf, Craig Matthews. Don't make me throw hands with you. Hit the damn like button. There she is. What is this? I got to put my earpiece in. What the hell is this? What is this, Dylan or uh, Ryan or Dylan or, or Nick or who? What is this? What is this? It's not my mother. It's your mother. <laughs> huh? It's whose teacher? <laughs> I don't know. I forget. You got to remember, I always forget what I'm talking about. I like that. All right, let's go woke and dope, shall we? What a great day we've had today. Let's go woke and doping. FBI, we're here to speak to Joe and Hunter Biden. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I don't understand it, but I like it. That was my, oh, that was my teacher. I forgot. (laughs) Jesus, Nick. I'm sorry. I was just talking about Miss Passer. Now, I'll tell you what, if it was Miss Cassis, that was not Miss Passer. But I'll tell you what, Miss Cassis, she had all of us eighth graders going nuts because she had, you know what I mean, the goods. And don't think for a second little eighth grade boys aren't crushing on teachers. Just stop it. We all took home ec from Miss Pass or from Miss Hill. <laughs> we did. I'm hot for teacher. That rang, that rang true. That was Van Halen back in my day. Y'all have a teacher. I really didn't have any. A lot of nuns and older people at Catholic school, but Miss Hill was kind of hot. I bet if I look back on her now, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We should have hot teacher segment. Although my daughter's a teacher. That's not good. We, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. Look at the 20-inch dubs. Miss Dempsey was hot. Jesse Jesus says Jesus Christ is Lord. No one's arguing that. Come on, let me kill union jobs for another four years to support the green wet dream scan. Well, he's right about that. All right, I got to get out of here. We got one more. I got to get out of here a little early. I got to make, make, I will take you to your leader if you take him with you. All right, I'm getting out of here a minute or two early. I got to get out to the other side of town. I'm involved in a charity for edible indie, epilepsy. My friends, they sent 30 kids, 30 kids to weekend camps that have epilepsy that normally wouldn't go. My friend Jeff Rubenstein and his beautiful wife Jennifer putting on a golf tournament. I'm playing with Lee. She's already playing. I got to go. Thank you all. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Nick. Nick, too. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Haley. Thank you, everybody.